Hello, hello. If you are an ambitious female professional who wants to up-level your voice and your confidence, I have a super important announcement that you are not going to want to miss. Right now, enrollment is open for my signature coaching program, The Art of Speaking Up Academy. If you are looking for a simple but powerful step-by-step process to help you learn to speak like an executive and to help you feel more badass and unstoppable deep down inside, this is the program for you. To learn more, head over to jessguzzickcoaching.com slash academy. Enrollment is open through Wednesday, March 20th. That's jessguzzick, J-E-S-S-G-U-Z-I-K, coaching.com slash academy. All right. Let's get on to the episode. This idea that you need to have expertise before you can be a voice in the room is something that when you let go of it, you will step into true leadership. You will have to build the muscle and build the skill of being in rooms where you feel like the novice, where you're not the most tenured person, where you don't have the most experience, but still being able to participate powerfully in the meeting and in the conversation anyway. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik. And my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm so excited to be recording this episode. It's been a while since I sat down and recorded for the show, so I'm feeling pumped. And I'm talking about a topic that gets me really excited because this is a topic that's going to help you step into leadership. For me, honestly, like the thing that really gets my juices pumping and like gets me feeling glowy and glittery and happy is the topic of leadership. And communication and how you show up and how you feel in a room is just such a key ingredient in being a super powerful, effective leader. So I can't wait to dive in. If you're new here, hi, welcome. I'm Jess. I'm a career coach. I help women build confidence. I help them advance more quickly in their careers and become super effective leaders. And today, I'm going to be helping you become a more effective leader in the meeting room. Now, this topic for this episode came from something that comes up quite a lot with my clients, and this is probably something that you've experienced too if you are in a work culture where there are meetings, and it's this experience of being in a room full of people and feeling like you're the novice, feeling like you have less experience than the other people, feeling like you're the newer person or the the less tenured person in the room. And this can sometimes happen because you literally are in a room with people who have more years of experience than you. It can also happen if you're in a room with people who they're not necessarily more experienced, but they have more knowledge on a certain topic or project than you have. And what can happen so often when you're in a space like that is it can trigger a lot of doubt. It can activate your imposter syndrome. 
and it can make you want to shrink away and not contribute as much in meeting rooms. And this idea that you need to have expertise before you can be a voice in the room is something that when you let go of it, you will step into true leadership. And you must let go of it in order to perform at your best and in order to create maximum visibility in meetings. So if you want a career where you're advancing, where you have a powerful reputation, where you're growing, where you're moving forward, you will have to build the muscle and build the skill of being in rooms where you feel like the novice, where you're not the most tenured person, where you don't have the most experience, but still being able to participate powerfully in the meeting and in the conversation anyway. This is a skill that CEOs do. I really want you to think about for a minute the role of a CEO and the function that a CEO plays in a company. A CEO is making high-level decisions about the direction of a company. They are in meetings all day long, and one of the main reasons that they're in meetings is to provide direction, provide their opinion, help their leadership team make decisions. Now, the CEO does not have deep expertise in every single area of the company, right? That's That wouldn't be possible. There's not enough hours in the day. There's not enough space in someone's brain, right? So... By definition, the CEO is always, always, always going to be in rooms with people who have a deeper expertise than the CEO themselves have, right? So the CEO, let's just think about the C-suite and all the people that report to a CEO. There's the CMO, the chief marketing officer, the chief product officer, the chief technology officer. Not only do those people have specialized skills that the CEO doesn't have, but those people are much closer to the day-to-day of their functions than the CEO is because they are the day-to-day lead and executive on those functions, which means that when a CEO is in a meeting with someone on their leadership team, they know less and have less experience and expertise and information than the other person or the other people in the room, right? So if the CEO is in a meeting with the chief marketing officer, The CEO doesn't have the same level of marketing expertise or knowledge of the day-to-day marketing execution as the chief marketing officer. This is what enables companies to run and scale, right? Is that leaders can begin to outsource certain responsibilities to people who then report up into them. So I really want you to think about this idea that the CEO is in rooms all day long with people whose subject matter and functional expertise exceeds the capabilities of the CEO's knowledge of the subject matter and functional expertise. Now, this doesn't mean that the CEO is burying their head in the sand and has no idea what marketing is and no marketing knowledge and no knowledge of the day-to-day marketing in the company. But what I am saying is that the CEO is not the CMO. And the CMO has a level of knowledge and a depth that the CEO doesn't have by design. It is supposed to be that way because the CEO needs their brain space to focus on broader decisions. So if they're down in that next level of detail, they're not going to be able to show up very effectively and very focused for the role of CEO. And so when they're in these rooms, 
all day long, they, by design, they are sitting with people who have deeper knowledge than they have. And yet, you will never, or probably rarely, right? But like for emphasis and for dramatic effect, let's get dramatic together. You will never see a CEO in a meeting and, and like see them quiet in the meeting and then ask them at the end of the meeting, like, hey, why didn't you speak up or participate in the meeting? You're not going to hear them say, well, like, I'm not an expert. Like the CMO is an expert. So like, I didn't have anything to say. I didn't want to sound stupid. No, right? Like that's not what's going to happen. They're going to be contributing, helping, catalyzing, and they're doing so with less of an expertise. And the reason that I wanted to share this analogy with you is because so many people fall into the pattern of overvaluing expertise and not realizing that effectiveness in a room is not solely about expertise, but it's actually also about leadership. And I think the CEO example is such a wonderful example of this because you really can't refute that CEOs and higher-ups and executives are often in rooms with people who know more than them, right? Who know more than them both in terms of being experts in their field and who know more than them in terms of the day-to-day execution and functioning of the piece that they do. And this doesn't only apply to the CEO, this applies to anyone who has a team of people that report into them and that are supporting and helping them with the execution of their function. But I love the example of the CEO because it can feel really wild in your mind to imagine the CEO being like, oh my God, like I don't know as much about this topic, I can't participate in this meeting. And the reason that feels so wild to think about is because I think we all intuitively, instinctively know in our heads like, of course the CEO can participate in the meeting. They're going to figure out what to say and how to help. And they're going to be able to do that whether they feel like a deep expert in that area or not, right? I'm sharing this with you because I want to help you pull apart two things that get very tangled up together and two things that you're going to want to untangle for yourself if you want to be on a path to leadership. And those two things that get tangled together and that shouldn't get tangled together are expertise and value. We assume that our value in a room comes from being an expert, right? We assume that we need to have the knowledge and have the answers in order to add value in a room. However, A CEO is arguably one of the most valuable people in the room. They're certainly the most highly compensated person in the room, right? So we could really argue that they're considered by the company the most valuable person in the room. And yet in so many rooms they're in, they are not the expert. And this is how I want you to think about yourself. I want you to think about your value as not only coming from your expertise, And this is a question that I play with quite extensively with the women inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy. This is a question that comes up often in my one-on-one sessions with my clients. I want you to think of a meeting where you feel like the novice in the room. If you are in that meeting, right? And I want you to imagine that through some crazy scientific invention, you are replaced by the CEO. 
And all of a sudden, your consciousness and your sense of self, like you have transformed into the CEO. The CEO has taken your position in the meeting. Now, they don't necessarily know more than you, right? But they're just sitting in that meeting and they've taken your spot. They're like substituting in for you. I want you to imagine that that's you, that you're the CEO, right? That you've all of a sudden transformed into the CEO in this meeting. How might you participate differently, even though you don't have as much information as the people around you? And when you put on that CEO hat, it starts to get this leadership energy pumping through your body because all of a sudden you go from thinking like, I don't know enough, blah, 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 to being like, oh shit, I'm the CEO. Like I need to be speaking up and helping. It puts you in a completely different frame of mind and it almost starts to make the concern about expertise feel irrelevant because you're like, I'm the CEO. But I want you to notice that nothing changed your expertise didn't change. The thing that changed was how you feel inside. You started to feel like a leader. You started to feel more responsible for the success of the project. You started to feel like you could make a difference. You started to feel like your presence was really critical in that room. And when you started to feel that way, all of a sudden you could imagine participating more. You could imagine leaning into the conversation. You could imagine leading more. You could imagine being a part of the dialogue even though you didn't gain any expertise. And this is so critical for you to understand because the more times in your career that you can switch out of the I need to be an expert energy and into the CEO energy, the more you will begin contributing in meetings and not just contributing, but contributing highly valuable stuff. Like the things that the CEO is sharing and the way that a CEO is participating is more valuable than the experts, right? And all it takes is that teensy shift inside of you where you begin to feel like and see yourself as a leader. Now, this doesn't mean that expertise isn't valuable. It certainly is. And it doesn't mean that showing up as a CEO is easy. It's not. It requires an enormous amount of courage to join in a conversation when you don't have as much expertise and information as the people around you. But that's where the leadership comes in. That's why the CEO is, is getting paid the big bucks, right? And is getting saddled with all that responsibility because they have that capacity to step into that spotlight and to take up space in that way. And so just because it feels uncomfortable and it feels a little bit scary for you to feel that feeling of being the CEO and then actually act on it and take up more space in the meeting, just because it might feel scary to act on it doesn't mean you aren't capable of doing it and doesn't mean that it's not the right direction for you. In fact, so often things that feel uncomfortable are the very areas where we need to grow. Now, there's a lot of nuance there, and I don't want to overgeneralize, but what I do want to open your awareness to is the idea that just because something might feel like a stretch and might feel uncomfortable for you, especially something involving speaking up and taking up space, doesn't mean that it's the wrong step for you and doesn't mean that you can't do it. And the reason that I'm pointing this out to you is because I want you to go beyond just listening to this and it feeling good in theory to you actually taking action on this advice. And 
what is so easy to happen is to listen to something and it feels really good in theory and it sounds really good and consuming information can feel very easy. But it's actually when you're in that moment, in that meeting, being faced with the scariness and that terrifying feeling of actually jumping in the conversation and making your voice heard, even though you're not actually the CEO by title, it's actually that moment of facing that where the real work comes in, right? So the work isn't having the theoretical knowledge of what to do. The work is in having inner resilience and the mindset and the grit and the determination that you need to take that theoretical knowledge and actually show up and do the courageous, scary thing. And what tends to happen when we're in a scary moment is we forget all of the theoretical knowledge. We forget that we have such clarity on how we want to show up in that room because the fear takes over and distracts us and causes us to kind of let go of that vision that we had for ourselves because the emotion that we have to face, the fear that we are experiencing, the, you know, the courage that's required to take up space, even with that fear present, feels so big, right? So we kind of let go of the vision and, and then we stay stuck in the old pattern. And that's when you can get into a space of like, well, I'm listening to the podcast and I'm trying, but I feel like I'm not changing. I'm learning this. Actually, I have supervision under a clinical psychotherapist. And one of the things that I'm intimately learning in that supervision, which is just intended to make me much, much better in my coaching is that information is not what creates change. Consuming information and knowing theoretically what to do is not what creates the change. If that were true, so many people would be so much less stuck in their lives because information is everywhere. What really creates change is a willingness for us to shift our internal landscape. And one of the biggest shifts that has to happen is building our resilience and our ability to be in hard, difficult situations and show up like a CEO and have the courage to do that even when we're still at the earlier phases of our growth journey. And that requires so much bravery, so much guts, so much courage, but I absolutely know that you can do it. It might take you a few different meetings. You might have to do it in baby steps, but I really want you to think about the inner change and the resilience and facing the fear as being as important as understanding the theoretical reason why you don't need to be an expert to speak up and be a powerful contributor in the meeting room. Now, I am so excited about this topic because I got an idea for a whole nother episode that I'm going to record that will probably come out over the next few weeks where I'm going to get really specific with you on how to add value in a room without actually being the expert, right? So that you can more clearly envision what exactly it looks like to show up as a CEO in the room. But what I have found with my clients and in the work that I do and in my own life is sometimes just imagining what would I do differently if I was the CEO, it immediately shifts your energy and really helps you see all of the ways that you could be powerfully opting in to participate in the conversation. So keep listening to the podcast. Stay with me because there's more coming on this topic. And I think this is my shortest solo episode I've ever recorded. Part of my brain is like, oh my God, is there something wrong here? Because I usually record really long episodes, but hey, maybe if you're looking for a shorter one, this is the perfect length and 
Hopefully it was the perfect amount of time for whatever you were needing today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want my support and if you're wanting to work on your mindset and shift that internal landscape so that you can take all of the information and insights you're learning about communication and actually experience the change that you desire, actually feel and act with confidence, I can help you with that inside of my programs. That is what I support my one-on-one clients with. And if speaking in meetings and building courage specifically in meetings is a focus of yours, you are probably a perfect fit for the Art of Speaking Up Academy. We spend several sessions working through the idea of how to show up with CEO energy, how to show up as a powerful leader in the room, even if you're not an expert, even if you struggle with self-criticism, even if you feel very afraid to be in the spotlight. The good news is these are all barriers that can be overcome with the right tools and the right support. And that is what I provide inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy. You can learn more about that and join the waitlist at jessgussacoaching.com slash academy. And once you're on the waitlist, you'll be the first to find out when I open up enrollment. And if you're interested in one-on-one support and you want to work with me in a more personalized one-on-one setting, you can learn more about my one-on-one coaching by going to jessgazacoaching.com slash coaching. My client load is currently full. However, once you join the waitlist, which you can do on my website, you will be first to find out when I'm taking on new clients and I can help you work through the inner confidence, the mindset stuff, all of the things that you need to show up powerfully and make a strong impression in meetings so that you can stand out in your career, be on that accelerated path that you want to be on and just feel like a badass. Like that is... That is most of what I consider my job description these days is just helping women feel more badass because once that's in place, everything follows. So I feel like I have the best job in the world. I feel like I'm really, really good at it, not just because I love it, but because I've been on my own journey and I so intimately understand what it's like to be really ambitious and really want to take up space and want to have that big, powerful voice, but not quite have the confidence to match your desires, right? It's like you dream of something really big and wonderful for yourself, but you don't quite feel like the woman who is ready for that. I deeply understand that because that's been my own journey. And what I can tell you from my journey and from everything that I've seen with, at this point, the dozens of women that I've supported through my programs is that the fears and the hesitations and the doubts and the smallness and the nervousness, all of that can change over time. It's not always super quick, right? It's not always like, there's just this one hack and then you're good. Sometimes it takes time, it takes consistent effort, but if you're willing to put in the time and willing to put in the effort, your beliefs can change, your confidence can change, your communication skills can change, and best of all, your career path can change. That is why I love this work. You can check out all of my programs in the show notes. I will drop the link below. And come say hi to me on Instagram at The Art of Speaking Up. And I will catch you in next week's episode. Bye.